Hey, welcome to Hoops Coaching A to Z with me. Whoa, whoa, hang on. Let's let a professional handle this. <laughs> this is Hoops Coaching A to Z with my husband, Coach Terry Canova. This is a deep dive into all things coaching. Come join us as we visit with some of the best coaching minds in the business to help grow our profession. Here you go, honey. Back to you. All right. I'm excited. Uh, got a good buddy of mine here for this week's episode. This is another product of the Louisiana Tech Lady Texter Basketball Camp. And more importantly, my guy is a New Orleans, New Orleans 504 <laughs> native. Matter of fact, his, uh, his email's got 504 on there. Uh, my man's second year at Northwestern State University in Natchitoches, Louisiana. My good buddy, Coach Mike Pittman. What's up, Mike? What's going on, my brother from another mother, my big bro? What is happening? Man, Mike, it is so good to have you on here with us. Uh, you know, a couple couple episodes back, I had uh, Coach Brooks Donald Williams on here, and yeah. she she made the comment. She said, Coach, I think the only reason you do this is so you can talk with, you, with your friends on uh, on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you know, Mike, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of truth to that. Uh, the good thing is I'm blessed that I have so many friends like you th- that are so good in what what we do. And uh, I think it, it even if it's just me and some of my guys and girls talking, I think it provides a lot of value to to young and old coaches out there for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And I, I just want to say I have thoroughly enjoyed your podcast. And I just love the fact that when sometimes I'm on my way to work or going somewhere, I pop it in, roll with it, and then just about when it's over, I'm either just about at my destination or I'm playing the next one right afterwards. So I, I think it is an outstanding podcast. And and thank you for trying to broaden uh, this women's and this girls' basketball game and just everything included. And obviously for you, we've been knowing each other for over 20 years. You know, I consider you as a mentor, a big brother, you know. So anything I can do to help you grow this game, man, you know, I'm I'm always available. Well, I, I know that, Mike, and I, and I appreciate the kind words. You know, when I when I decided to do this podcast, I, I'm a podcast junkie, and I listen to everything from wrestling podcasts. As a matter of fact, I do a little little co-hosting thing sometime on an old mm-hmm. Mid-South wrestling podcast. Sure. I, I, I love listening to Jill Rogan I, I, and just some of the most obscure things. And But one of the things I've noticed with podcasts from time to time is sometimes they're so long which isn't bad for long road trips. But the thing that I found is I would say 50% of the podcast I listen to, I never get through the whole thing. You know, it, it might be going so long that, that I don't get through the whole episode. And so I end up jumping on to the next one and the next one and the next one and they never finish. So one of my goals with this one was to do a podcast that, that was long enough that, like you say, you can do in a commute and maybe finish up at the office, but but not too, too long where you have to invest dang near a whole week in it. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Yep. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So I I, I thoroughly enjoyed and enjoy hearing the, the other speakers, you know, so it's, it's definitely been a good thing to put in the toolbox. Well, man, uh, now now you've got a tough act to follow because last week's episode was our Fourth of July 
the first episode we did, we had double guest. We had Coach Bob Starkey at LSU <laughs> and Coach Chad Pruitt at Auburn. So, so, so you got a tough act to follow, my man. So uh, strap it on, bro. And I, 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 man, man, I have to shoot. I, I got all the Bob Starkey quotes and and everything. <laughs> so I, so the fact that you know you put that headliner in front of me, usually the headliner goes after someone like me, but you put the headliners in front of me, people are already walking out of the arena, man, when I come up, man. But I'm going to do the best I can for you. <laughs> no, no, we know better than that. And, and you know, in this coaching business, everything I know, I've stolen from uh, either Bob Starkey or you or somebody else, you know, so we <laughs> we, we always borrowing from each other's tool shed. Uh, well, look, Mike, let's, let's talk a little bit, man. Uh, so this is your second year. At, uh, at Northwestern State and, and, and just a little bit of your background. And I'll, I'll go through a couple things. And if you will, I, I'll let you kind of kind of elaborate on them a little more. I know you, you spent some time at Alcorn. You were at Paul Quinn College in Dallas, a um, couple high school uh, stops. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background. And I, I know, you, like you say, you're a New Orleans boy from, from Lawless High School down there in, in New Orleans. Tell us a little bit about your background and, and, and t- what got you here. Well, I'm going to say that I actually started the love of basketball at a real early age. My dad and my uncle played at the University of New Orleans. And so when I was four years old, my dad's senior year, I was one of the ball boys for the for the men's basketball team. So at the time, it was in the old health and P.E. gym. So, you know, obviously in between the games, I'd run, be running under the bleachers. But then when the time I come come out, I would come out on the floor, do what I need to do with that. Tile. They didn't. They did not have like the mop. You had your hand on a little tile and just rubbing the floor, kind of old school way. Um, from uh, from there, um, I went to uh, uh, when I went to Lawless High School. I grew up, born and raised in the Lower Ninth Ward, and um, went there. And when I got there as as a freshman, one of my other big bros, former NBA player Robert Peck, was a senior on that team. And I got the first test of what it felt like to be in a competitive environment. You know, me being on the uh, North New Orleans Recreation Department, Betty All-Star team had nothing compared to my first year um, in high school. And he definitely showed me, you know, how things were supposed to go and stuff like that. So after playing for, uh, you know, for four years, went to college, uh, had had a tryout, didn't make it. But the player that was in front of me, they were better than me, so no harm, no foul. But I really got my big break in coaching was in 1998 at a small school in North Louisiana called named North DeSoto High School. And I uh, went there, um, and then I got my head first head coaching job at Grambling Lab, which is now Lincoln Prep. Um, led them to the playoffs, top 10 ranking in Class 1A, and then from there – uh, and by that time, me and you had already connected with the Louisiana camp family, you know, Coach Balmore and the late great Coach Bucky and the crew and stuff like that. But then I spent three years at uh, Minden, Minden High School, um, state semifinal appearance, uh, averaged 28 wins a year. And from there, went to uh, Dallas, uh, we're at Denton, Texas, at Denton Ryan High School, playoff appearances, regional appearances, stuff like that. But my first college head coaching job um, was at Paul Quinn College. Now, I did do um, undergrad uh, as a graduate assistant at Grambling State under Swag Hall of Famer uh, Patricia Bibbs. But when I got to Paul Quinn College, you really had to understand that when you get into this college game, as you know, 
that there has to be sacrifices. So I left a full-time teaching job um, to make $800 a month. Wow. $800 a month. But I had a great support system in my wife. And obviously, I had to substitute teach. The school, actually, that I subbed at was a full-time sub. They let me go at the end of the semester. They said, because you're spending too much time with your dream, and it's not fair to the kids because you're always on the road and stuff like that. You know, obviously I was teaching, doing the very best I can. Sure. My kids, look, hey, my kids passed all the state standardized tests, but that wasn't the issue. It was just the fact that I was growing my passion. Yeah. So after that, a uh, couple of national NAI rankings, uh, went to Alcorn State, led the help uh, that staff lead the country in three de- uh, defensive categories. And now I'm at Northwestern with, uh, in my second year under head coach Anna Nims and um, credit to her for giving me a, uh, an opportunity, man, because she hired me on a whim and on a gut um, during the middle of COVID. And so the fact that she gave me that opportunity, I'm forever grateful uh, for her and the Northwestern State Lady Demons uh, program. And so we made great strides this year after struggling um, in the first year, going 1-19 and turned around with a 10-game improvement uh, this past season. So things are definitely doing uh, doing well in Natchitoches. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know your boss there. Uh, looking forward to to getting to know her. Uh, going going back through some of your some of your uh, background there. Uh, I was messing with you the other day on social media. You were talking about your lawless days. You know, I'd forgotten Robert Pack uh, was at Lawless. So when I was at Eric, I graduated in '85. Robert Pack, we probably had some games there around the same time. Uh, yeah. But because um, mm-hmm. he because gra- Rob graduated in '87 from Lawless. Gotcha, gotcha. So, so, so y'all definitely, y'all definitely competed against each other. And, and yes, um, yes, I have heard that story before about uh, <laughs> some of your items coming missing and still missing. <laughs> but that's for another day, man. That got to be for another day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that's one of those stories at the time. You know, you scared to death, but uh, but but. You know, thirty something years later, you, you go back and laugh on it. Uh, but uh, yeah, we so we had we had our, our crazy time at Lawless. Uh, another thing, looking back at your background, I didn't realize uh, a Grambling changed the name of the school there. So so it's no longer Grambling Prep uh, anymore, huh? Ah, uh, and it used to be Grambling Lab, but now Grambling they changed. Lab, yeah. yeah, but they changed it to uh, Lincoln uh, Lincoln Prep yeah, with the with the, you know, with the rise of charter schools and, and all of that. And so they, uh, so that's what, that's what they did. So they kept the colors, but changed the name, but fortunate to have an opportunity to uh, be there as as the head women's coach and state ranking. Well, yeah. And I know, and I remember, you know, um, after I, I graduated from Louisiana tech. And so my first year I was boys assistant at Ruston high school. And then I coached up at Sibley uh, high school up there, uh, right there across the across the uh, interstate from Minden, <laughs> where you spent some time, and and we had some battles with Grambling back in the day, man. Gra- uh, oh yeah, uh, oh man, some, some <laughs> battles. Uh, great program there. Uh, so Mike, so now at at Northwestern, what what are, what are your primary duties there at Northwestern? Uh, what, what, what's Coach got you got you handling there? Um, I'm going to say I'm the at this level. Everybody does a little bit more than what's in the job description. You sign up for that, as you know. So um, as far as position players, I work with uh, post player, post player play. Um, I also handle all of our travels, meals, 
Um, I also assist with the sports information director and social media uh, input. And I also um, work with um, our head coach in collaboration. We're doing uh, other events around the city, community, uh, you know, type things. And then obviously recruiting, going out and and being connected to, uh, especially for me, the state of Louisiana and really observing and and bringing support to, to the staff and the head coach, uh, quality Louisiana kids for, for us to further evaluate. So it's, it's a little bit of everything, but you know, when you have all those things in your toolbox, that makes you even more better to whatever you want to do going forward. Yeah. That, that's one of the things coach Starkey and I was talking about on the last episode. And, and if you guys have not heard that last episode, by, by all means go back and catch that because it's an amazing episode with coach Bob Starkey and, and Chad Pruitt from Auburn. We really focused on assistant coaching uh, and, and we'll talk a little bit about that here in a minute. Uh, but, but one of the things that, that came up and, and, and that you just mentioned about making that sacrifice and taking that pay cut to, to follow your dream Coach Starkey tells tells a great story on there about uh, about him about one of the sacrifices he made, and and not only did he take a pay cut, then he he continued to take a pay cut for the next <laughs> few years, uh, you know, to continue to follow that dream. So that if you're gonna if you're gonna be a great coach and and you're going to invest in doing what we do at, at many times, you, you will have to have to make that sacrifice for, for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, like I said, you have to have a great support system because some people don't see your, your vision. I'm fortunate to have a wife that's very supportive. Not saying that, you know, she was, didn't look at me kind of sideways. Like, are we going to do this again? Are we going to do this again? You know, because in one calendar year, I actually had three, mailing addresses in one calendar year because I was at Paul Quinn and then went to Alcorn and then I got the Northwestern job the following summer. So I went from Dallas to Longman, Mississippi to Natchitoches, Louisiana, all within one year. I was getting mail in Natchitoches from the post office from when I was living in Dallas. They had the stamp on it from Dallas. So the post office was like, okay, for real, where do you live? But, <laughs> but, but, but in order to have the support that I, I have from my wife and the sacrifice that she made is, you know, I can't be where I'm at right now without her. That's, that's without a doubt. No, there, there's no question. We, we, we've got a, we got an episode and I was actually telling my wife about this earlier. We were looking at, at some of the statistics from my podcast and the fourth most views of all the of all the episodes we've done. I did one on the uh, coach's spouse, and uh, we did an episode on on uh, on that. And it's the, it's the fourth highest one in views that we've had. And so she's she's proud of that because right. there's no question. Uh, you know, for what we do and the, and the amount of time we spend away from home, and uh, you've got to have an amazing support system to, uh, you know, to help get you through that. And and, and I'll be honest, and, and, and I think we, you and I have had conversations about this. One of the things that that really p- played a big part in me getting out of college coaching was the fact that that I was going through a divorce and my children were living in Mobile. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, with their mom. And, and I knew if if I stayed in the college game. Uh, you know, the next job I had would not be in mobile. And so, um, you know, that was, I wasn't willing to do that, that sacrifice at the time. And so high school was a little bit more stable for me and, and, and being close to my daughters 
And and now look, here I am, same place for 17 years. So 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 go figure. <laughs> yeah. And an interesting thing about it, mine was actually the opposite because I actually had a couple of opportunities while my kids were young to get a couple of college positions. I, I, and I'm sure you may re- remember there was one particular job that you kind of put me on way back in the day because I was like, Terry, to get in this game, what you need to do in coach your game, the, the pros and the cons, you was nice enough to give me your portfolio. So I still think about the Albert uh, Hubbard quotes and stuff like that from way back in the day. But at the same time, I can't, I couldn't see myself imagine doing what I'm doing right now with my kids, you know, bringing them from one city to one city, one state to one state, because, you know, me, family is really important. And that always trumps anything involved in my career. But once my youngest uh, child graduated from high school, I was like, okay, now it's time to start rethinking about this again. Cause it just, you know, me and a wife at the house. And so got my blessing from her and then here we go. Let's do it. Let's do it for sure. For sure. Well, Mike, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, and then we will be right back. And we're going to talk a little bit about a little bit more about uh, your situation there at Northwest and and, uh, and what's going on. So a uh, quick break. We'll be right back. Want to get away for the best vacation ever? Consider a group trip. Whether a cruise or an all-inclusive resort, let Toes in the Sand Travel help you get there. There are some amazing perks for group cruisers. Trust us, we do one almost every year, and we help so many of our friends as well. For a trip of a lifetime, give us a call. You can message me on Facebook at Kimberly Tanner Canova, or you can find our Facebook page, Toes in the Sand Travel, but be sure it's the one that has our smiling faces on there. Just reach out. We'll help you. Hey, honey, will you get packed? We got a cruise ship waiting on us now. (laughs) Let's go. All right. Uh, Welcome back. Welcome back. And don't forget, uh, my beautiful bride runs our travel business, Toes in the Sand Travel. You do not have to pay any fees to use a travel agent. That's sometimes a misconception. And true story here, Mike, uh, we we visited with my man, Mike Pittman at Northwestern State. True story, Mike, the travel biz. So literally yesterday, we got a friend of ours who is on her honeymoon and she is in the Dominican Republic. She is on the beach and she calls me. She said, coach, she said, uh, the, the people at the resort, they're trying to make us pay this extra fee uh, it's a COVID, COVID testing fee and yada, yada, yada. Anyway, long story short, I said, hey, babe, I said, are, 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 you, are you on calling Dominican Republic uh, phone bill or whatever? She goes, no, coach, we, we, got a, we got the plan. I can make phone calls. I can text, whatever. I said, okay, good. I said, let me call you right back. So my wife got on the phone. We actually helped them book their trip through, uh, through Delta Vacations. We got on the phone with Delta Vacations, got problems solved. So from the, from the beach in the Dominican Republic, uh, she called her travel agent. We got on the phone. So not only did we save her some hassle, we mm-hmm. saved, we, 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 she had the peace of mind and knowing we got her the best price available. It didn't cost her a penny to use us. 
And then we even saved the money on the back end. So she called us, <laughs> called us and we took care of her while she was on her vacation. So hey, look, don't, don't, travel, man. hey look, during these times, any type of savings is greatly appreciated. Ain't no joke. Ain't no joke. Uh, so we visited my guy, Mike Pittman, man, Northwestern State. So Mike, if you will, we got a lot of young guys and, and girls. Uh, well, and, and we got some old folks like us as well. But uh, listening to this podcast, if you don't mind, give us maybe a, a typical day in the life of Mike Pittman during basketball season at Northwestern State University. Um, usually wake up, have my cup of coffee, have my devotional with my with my wife before I walk out the door. Um, once we get into the off, uh, once we get into the office, um, our head coach usually gives each of the, everyone on the staff um, some tasks to take care of, and then we will uh, we'll come together as a staff, go over the goals and objectives of the practice that we're going to have, um, and then from there, um, our young ladies come onto the court in the early afternoons. Put them through. Uh, I put them through skill sessions. You know, some individual work, some group work with our with our uh, post players. Um, and then from there, we go into uh, practice and do everything that we need to do um, afterwards as a staff, um, kind of touch base with each other on what we liked, what we didn't like. And coach tells us what went well, what she wants to get improved and stuff like that. Um, then, from, then from there, you usually, if it's in the t- during the time in which you can contact recruits, usually you make, you know, a few phone calls to a couple of kids who you um, – you know, who you may have some relationships with or trying to build a relationship with. Um, and then also with me, as far as me dealing with some of the social medias, there may be a graphic I may have to do, or there may be something I may have to post on our social media, either referring, referring to games, our basketball camps, or, you know, anything like that. Uh, go home, see the wife, have dinner, go to sleep, repeat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. So, you, you know, as, you, as you're going through that, something popped in my head because, you know, it's been now – what, 18 years since I was a college coach, man, it, it, it's crazy to even think of that. And so obviously a lot of things have changed uh, just for my own personal, and there may be some other people out there listening that's curious, how is the, during the season, how is the film exchange process handled these days? Remember back in the day, we'd have to have tapes or DVDs and all that other stuff. <laughs> how, how, like, like we use Huddle uh, for, for us for our own, you know, high school uh, film exchange. What, what do you guys do on the college level? Do y'all use Huddle or what, what do you have? Uh, we use uh, uh, college programs. Most college programs have Synergy. Uh-huh. And so early in the season, you know, it's maybe hard to get film because everybody's playing early. So, you know, if, if you're trying to scout an early opponent, you may find if the coaches that the previous season, look at the previous years, see some of the stuff that they m- may run, look at the personnel that they have returning. And then if they're new personnel, you know, you try to do a little background on them to see what they can do, what they can't do, you know, cause obviously everything is limited being early on in the season. The more you get into the season, the more film you're able to do. But that's interesting you say that because when I was a student assistant at Grambling State, that was one of my jobs was whenever we had to do film exchange, I would make the dub from the previous game, wrap it, pack it, bring it to the post office, mail it off, contact the school and say, I mailed it. You should get it in so many days. That school replies to me, say, hey, also we sent hours. Hours should be there in a couple of days. And then you go back to the post office and go to the PO box and hope and pray that that 
uh, that VHS tape is in there. Because if not, I had to go tell Coach Bibbs, hey, Coach Bibbs, we haven't got the tape yet. Then she's going to wonder why we don't have the tape. Then I have to, then I have to explain to her, well, I, they said it was in the mail. So, I mean, so it was all of those things. And, and that was like that in high school, too. Because when we would be in high school and when we were prepped for a playoff game or or even a conf, uh, a district game, if you saw a team who played that you knew played against that team before, you asked them for film, and you may have something for them. Y'all used to meet up at a meeting spot, usually halfway, yeah, you know, and and drop, you know, exchange and stuff like that. Make sure nobody didn't think y'all doing some type of drug deal because y'all was real <laughs> quick with it, you know, like hey, I, I see you, you see me, let's drop it off. Here we yeah. go. You know, so things have definitely changed. Digitalization has really played a big part in the recruiting and in the uh, scouting and uh, breakdown of teams. Well, there's no question. You, you know, I mean, as a high school coach now, we uh, we have this huddle huddle assist, and and literally what we would do is now. So check this out in our basketball arena in our gym, we have a camera up there. And so one of our administrators, all he's got to do is turn it on. And so it's it automatically videos our games. The camera follows the game. Okay. It automatically mm-hmm. videos. So what will happen is the next day he'll send me a link. So I'll have like maybe 30, uh, you know, let's say maybe three hours of footage. So what I'll do is I'll take that link and delete up until the beginning of the game and delete all that other stuff after the game. So I got that hour and 15 minutes of our game. Then what I do is I send it to Huddle. Huddle will take it and break it down for me and stat it. So it, it gives us all of our stats and it all, the whole thing broken down. You know, so, so going from that to back in the day where we used to have to have two VCRs to copy th- those things. Actually, you know, sometimes more. Four yeah. or five VCR. So you so you're getting four or five copies. It's it's amazing how how things have changed with the technology and like you said, the digitization of, of stuff. And with Synergy, Synergy does the same thing and it does it even with player personnel. So Synergy actually recognizes a player and see their movement when they get the ball and you're able to see is it some type of ISO, is it some type of drive, whether they shoot it at. You know, thing, things of that things of that nature. So it, it it does a little bit of the same thing, and then it gives you percentages off of their success rate on it, stuff like that. So it it really is amazing. But I'm I just I'm just I'm just tripping out because I remember, like you said, back in the day, you have four or five BCR stacked on top of each other. <laughs> you got the main tape on the first one, and then you're hitting the other four buttons for record almost at the same time okay. to make sure you catch everything. Crazy, crazy stuff. So. Uh, following up last week's episode, last week's episode, uh, we talked about uh, the art of being a great assistant coach. Coach Bob Starkey actually wrote a book way back in the day and talked about the art of being a great assistant. And you yourself, I mean, you've been a head coach before and, and, and now you're in a successful assistant. I mean, every everywhere you've been, the team has showed improvement and, and, and moving in the right direction. What what would you say, Mike, was, was some of the keys that you would you would think that would uh, a head coach would look for in, in a great assistant coach? I think one of the first thing that they would look for is honestly is loyalty. But one of the main things that every head coach that I've worked for have told me that is that they love someone that's that's loyal. That doesn't mean you are a yes man or a yes woman, but because you're confident in your abilities, but at the same time, 
whatever task you're asked to do, you do it to the best of your ability and you and you make sure that no matter what, that you put the university and on the forefront as far as as a positive as a positive view. Yeah, that that initiative that Coach Starkey, one of the things he said was uh he sent out a a survey back in the day uh to some of the top coaches in the country and across the board, I think he said maybe even Lou Holtz and, and people like that. And, and loyalty w- w- was that number one thing. Uh, loyalty was huge and then initiative. Uh, and, and to your point about, about, you know, not being a yes man, uh, one of the interesting things about uh, Chad Pruitt, what he was saying was they actually want the opposite at, at Auburn. And, and I think that shows a, a strong, uh, strong confidence in a head coach that he allows his staff to not have to be yes men. He wants to hear a number of opinions. Ultimately that, you know, the buck stops with him and, 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 you know, the, the final answer is his, but, but he wants people that's going to give differing opinions and, and other ideas because uh, you know, that's going to make you stronger. Uh, but that, but that loyalty, man, cause you, cause you know, Mike, I mean, you, you see, on, on on social media all the time and uh you make one misstep nowadays and next thing you know it's blasted all over social media and 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 you know the, you got the world crashing down on you uh, I, I mean and and so to have an assist an assistant coaches that, that that have you back and and if you make that mistake they can speak to your character and say, man, this is a good dude. He, he, he misspoke or he, he, he overreacted, but, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I got his back. I mean, that, that's, that's so valuable these days. It's, it's, def- it's definitely valuable because, you know, the head coach there, at no matter what level, it could be high school, JUCO, NAIA, USCAA, D3, D2, D1. Those head coaches go through things that as an assistant that you may not get a chance to see. So about so about time they come to the office, they've already may have had to deal with something before they walk through the door that they have to try to take care of and try to manage. And so as an assistant, it is always important that you kind of gauge the the fabric of the land, as they may say, to see, okay, how this day is going to go? How can I be productive and still be, you know, supportive when it's a good time to, you know, talk to my head coach um, you know, if it's not a good time, when is the time that I think I can probably talk to them once things have kind of, you know, died down? Because if they have 50 things on their plate and they stressed out over 50 of them, they don't need 51. You know? <laughs> so, you know, so, so, you know, so that's the, that's the thing. And that goes with loyalty, because if you're loyal, then you would know how the coach is doing, you know, during that time and how to, you know, tread uh, that day for the program to be successful. Yeah, uh, Coach Chester Nichols on an episode, uh, one of our earlier episodes, talks about uh, one of our dear friends, uh, Everett Jackson. He's since passed away, but uh, EJ uh, was new on the staff at West Virginia, and uh, and he, he it was a wrong time to ask uh, ask Mike Coach Mike Carey a question, and uh, EJ kind of kept insisting, and so so. Uh, so so Chester was like, all right, EJ, you're on your own. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and uh, unfortunately, the the, the uh, exact quotes uh, he couldn't tell us because then we have a PG podcast, so we don't have to, <laughs> we're gonna have to save the exact quotes for when we have a Patreon uh, 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 system here, and we can we can share the the full quotes with them. Uh, <laughs> but uh, 
But Mike, man, look, so the, the clock on the wall, believe it or not, has flown by, man. Uh, we, we, we were joking early and I, I told uh, Brooks Donald, Brooks Donald William at ULM, uh, she, she clowned me because uh, she said, I'm, I'm too cheap to, 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 uh, to upgrade my Zoom and, <laughs> uh, and, and, and get, the, get the full package, you know, so, so we kind of get restricted on our episodes. But, but the good part of that is it means we get to come back at another time and, and, and visit again. Uh, but, uh, but Mike, man, I, I, cannot, I cannot say enough how good it was to see you and, and look at the screen at you. Our viewers don't get to share the visual, but, but I get, we get to look at each other at the screen and get to visit and get to catch up. And so good to have you on this episode, man. I miss you. And, and I appreciate you taking the time with us, man. So like I said, man, you, I appreciate you. Our longtime fr- uh, friendship, my big bro, like I said, you know, you know how we said brother from another mother and, and obviously all, all of the advice and everything that you have given to me, uh, throughout all of these years and even some of the tough conversations we've had and stuff like that, but we've always talked to each other out of brotherly love. And so, you, you know, you, you, my guy. And so like I say, I just thank you for, you know, having me on here. And like I said, anytime you need me, you know, I'm always a, a phone call away. Same here, man. Same. Yeah. I, I value our friendship and uh, I, I really, really, appreciate you. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'm always going to be here for you, my man. I love you. Uh, s- stay safe, stay well, uh, give a hug to your beautiful bride. And, uh, and hopefully we'll, uh, we'll be in the same place here, uh, sometime soon. And we can, uh, we can sit down and, and, and chat a little bit in person. Yeah, hopefully so. Uh, love you too, bro. Uh, Thomas came, I said, Hey, and, uh, like I said, we're going to, we're going to catch each other real soon. Either me coming down your way or, or obviously when the fall season come, our, our guys are back to playing. And so, Hey, it may be one of them new Orleans weekends for us. That's man. right. We had to meet up in a big easy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Mike. Hey, stay well, man. Talk to you soon. Thank you, brother. Sound good. Thank you, bro. All right. That's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode. A big thank you to everyone who has continued to make this podcast become so popular. Please continue to share with your friends and colleagues. And when you have time, please take a minute to give it a five-star rating. Until then, we'll see you on the next episode.